criminal profilers and experts are weighing in on the horrific murders of the four Idaho University students, Zana and Ethan, Maddie and Kaylee. But the question is, was the killer preparing for days before and maybe 72 hours like the experts say? Or was it last minute or at that last day? Why did that killer choose that day? Was he waiting until the perfect time when the four would be together and that's why the other two were spared? Or was it an oversight? And where did he wait and watch that evening? Or did he? And was he exploring schematics, like the experts also say, in the days leading up? Well, we're going to take a look. So now, let's get into it. Criminal profilers and authorities are saying that they feel it's male because of the energy and the strength it takes to do these stabbings and all four of them. And as the profiler said, maybe the killer planned this 72 hours before. So I did a little search between the 9th and the 13th. The 12th is actually the night that everyone went out. Zana and Ethan went on their way and then Maddie and Kaylee went on their way. The 13th in the early morning hours is when they were killed. Now I did a search and if you see just between the 9th and 13th, you'll see that Zana was actually Googled quite a bit on November 12th, which is the night of the murder. And also you'll see Maddie Mogan, Ethan Chapin and Kaylee were not. Now, if you look on the top left corner, you'll see I have Idaho in there. So search come from Idaho. I narrowed it down. So that is an interesting piece of information. Who knows what that could be about, but I thought I would show you. And Kaylee had been talking about a stalker according to the authorities. They said she started complaining about one in September. And so they're looking into that. And Kaylee was also going to be graduating in December. And reports are saying that in January, she was supposed to get a new tech job and go to Texas. So she was just coming in for a little bit to show everybody her new vehicle. And then she was going to move. And then also I did a search for the house, 1122 King Road. Now, if I did that without the town, then it does do quite a few searches, but there's could be any, you know, 1122 King Road all around the world. I think it pulled up a few anyways when I was doing the mapping. So I did that, plus I did 1122 King Road, Moscow, Idaho, and then I did Moscow as, you know, just the abbreviated ID. You can see here on November 12th that it was also searched quite a bit at the Moscow, Idaho search query. So the question I was wondering was, was the house up for rent at all in any of the rooms? And were there numerous people or potentially people coming to take a look at those rooms? If you know that, let me know that in the comments below. But in beginning of August, I did see that Zana had items for sale on Facebook Marketplace. And I wondered, did Kaylee, since she was going to be moving or you know, was that room up for rent? So let's take a look at the area. Moscow is under 26,000 people. It's a young university town. I see there's a male population of 51.63%, female population of 48.37%, and the median age is actually 25, so super young town. Now where the house is located is 1122 King Road, as we said. It's located in the southwest quadrant of Moscow and it is south of the university. The house itself is a six bedroom, three bathroom house. It has three floors. There's two bedrooms on each floor and it's quite unique. It's almost 2,300 square feet. It was rented in June for $2,498 dollars per month according to the internet and it is a unique layout the kitchen is actually on the second floor so from piecing the information together maddie was on the top floor and so was kaylee now maddie had a picture online that 
showed her in pink cowboy boots and she had a big M in the window on the top floor. So we figured that out that Maddie was on the top floor. Reports said that Ethan was found on the second floor. We know he wasn't living there, but we know that he was in a relationship with Santa and that he had stayed the night. We also know the two roommates were unharmed and it was said that they were staying on the first floor. There was also a TikTok of Kaylee that was shot in a room with a balcony, so that's believed to be her room. So the top floor is Kaylee and Maddie, the second floor is Ethan and Zana, and then the first floor would be the other two roommates. Now the second floor actually had an empty room, so this is where I was wondering if they were looking for more roommates, or it should have been empty. I guess we don't really know the, the full scope. Did this person perhaps come and take a look at this place if it was being rented out? And did they scope it out? Or did he get his hands on the schematics like the profiler said? And now we have the floor plan and we'll kind of go through that and I'll show you, you know, what it would be for him to go through the house. And even on court TV talked about getting to the house, Chanley Painter was talking about it. And she said, you have to weave your way around. And when you look at the area where the house is and you kind of pan out, there's some ma main roads for sure, but it is kind of weaving in and out. And you have also the forested area, the uh, I should call it the botanical garden. And you have, you know, a bunch of trees there too. So this person can go from anywhere. I mean, if we were looking at that, it would make more sense anyways to go from the back and not the front. You know, there's so much open stuff, but you just never know. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. When the house was up for rent, it did say ideal setup for roommates with two beds, one bath on each level. So this house is a split level layout, which is very unique. It has the top floor, the middle floor, and of course is on a hill. And in Canada, we call that a walkout basement usually. Usually it's the flip way. So you can see in the picture where the sliding glass door is. Usually in Canada or in my area, we actually would have that as the front door and then you would walk out the basement, this kind of popular plan. Now there's two points of entry. The front door where Kaylee's sister was talking about, there was a lot of people who had access to the house and said also the code to the front door because the girls were very social. And there was no sign of forced entry, but the door wasn't damaged, but it was still open, reports were saying. And I did talk about that and I actually did a timeline in my last video. You can take a look at it there or I'll put that in the description box below as well, or you can check it out on my playlist. But there's also a sliding door in the back and that's from the patio that leads actually to the dining area in the kitchen. And in pictures, you can see that there's police tape on the sliding door evidence tape. So it's believed that the killer went through the sliding glass door, but it hasn't been confirmed, you know, only speculated. Also the victims, I, I think it was Zana, her dad said that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was him that he said he believes that it's a sliding glass door. So let's take a look at the house. So okay. this is the top floor and the master bedroom is actually Kaylee's and then the other bedroom is Maddie's. And then you actually have on the main floor, you have, that's where the kitchen is and then below is where the other two girls were staying. Those are the ones who survived. So it's believed that in here, is where the killer came. So you have him coming through the sliding glass door, you go here, and then you're gonna have to weave through the kitchen, over here, through the foyer, and then you're going through the living room and you're going over here all the way to where Zana and Ethan is. 
and then you're going backtracking if that's where he went first of course now this one here this bedroom here is actually is the one that I believe would be empty there's no one else would be there because the Maddie and Kaylee would be up top and then you have Zana and Ethan over here and then downstairs is the two girls so I'm wondering if was that for rent or who was using that that's a big question for me so then you'd have to go up the stairs if he went here first or maybe he went upstairs first I don't know that's kind of more risky in my opinion but then he would go up the stairs and then you would look on here and this is where he would come up the stairs up up and then you either go left to go to Kaylee's or you go right to go to Maddie's so this is interesting to me where would he go first you know you, you kind of well it's risky and all around right but I guess if you're you know super angry and I guess it's beyond angry isn't it but you know livid and you come in there and this is where the there's a deck too there's so this is on top of you'll see the master bedroom is on top of uh, where the kitchen is so the kitchen is where that sliding door is and then she has a deck also there up top we've seen that also in clips Kaylee had the clips and then Maddie had her boots out on side so to do that you got to do quite the weaving and then you know hoping that nobody's going to wake up and scream but maybe this guy knew that these girls were drunk I'm not sure if Zana and Ethan were, you can let me know below, but he'd have, you know, if they're passed out in the bed and you wait a certain amount of time until lights off and then, you know, you take a guest and go in. I don't know. This is, it, it is gutsy. Let me know below what you think. Was he watching? The authorities updated the timeline to 1.56 that Maddie and Kaylee came home. We talked about that also in my timeline video. And because the evidence did match up to all that from reports from Kaylee's sister. And so they finally did update it, meaning the authorities. Now, there's a lot of trees in the area, as I said. So perhaps the guy went out the back. And did he go by foot or did he, you know, walk a bit and then drive away? It's interesting. He would have had to have had blood on him. I mean, four gruesome murders. Or maybe, you know, did he come equipped? Because I was thinking like, you know, one of those hazmat suits where you just kind of unzip it, let it go and then keep going. But there still has to be something you would think. I don't know. This is very bizarre. And these questions keep coming up. Like, did he watch their social media and worked it out that way of what that house looked like? And where he could go or where, you know, each of the victims are. It's creepy, but... It could be. The police actually refused to say which order that the murders were committed. And according to profilers, he says that the killer could be a hunter, a butcher, or something in that realm. But according to retired criminal behavior expert Jim Clemente, he said that this is a younger man, he believes, who is a first-time killer and comfortable with blood. He says this is an extremely risky crime for the offender unless he knows one or more of the victims or he's been stalking one of them. Going into an occupied dwelling with six young adults, any of whom could have had a knife or gun or cell phone to call the police is extremely risky unless you know the circumstances inside. I was thinking about this, I thought, man, is he was he watching that night and seeing when the lights turned out or what happened? How would he know, you know, like they were sleeping? I mean, we do know that the girls were drunk, but was he watching? It's, it's so creepy. It is gutsy. There's six people in there and he's got to go in and then do what he does. Unless there was only two to the target and something happened, but 
Uh, a lot of the reports said that most, if not all, were in their bed or near it, from my understanding. And Jim says he doesn't mind the wet work of getting his hands dirty and his profession will probably say the same thing. Ultimately, he says he believes the motive may have been down to a romantic rejection, revenge, or some kind of insult. He also talked about incels, but he says somebody in this community knows him. Reports are coming in too, though, that the dog that lived there did not bark at night either. So so weird maybe maybe the dog knew him now also reports are coming in that it was very fast for these guys and that nobody suffered and nobody felt that pain you would hope that they wouldn't have to suffer although there's reports that Zana had defensive wounds so it's horrible I can't even imagine the horror to wake up to somebody there let alone grabbing a knife and doing what they did so events that are coming up is there's a candlelight vigil on November 30th at 5 p.m. Friday, December 2nd at 11, there is a celebration of life in Post Falls. And also there's a separate memorials for Maddie and Kaylee. Those will also be held, but the details haven't been worked out yet. And there was a tulip garden, it was said, that has been planted in Ethan's honor in Mount Vernon, calling it Ethan's Smile. To check out the playlist, you can check right there, and I do videos every single week. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.